0: To sometimes in shambles my name is Melissa and today I have a guest on the show Jake Howard also known as Jake Montgomery
1: hi everyone welcome to the podcast (laughs)
0: Um, so Jake listened to my previous Mormon series and then he reached out to me and had this idea of coming on the show and talking about um, him being gay and also being raised Mormon so we're going to have a series on that, and I think it's going to be probably about three episodes. And how I know Jake is our families just grew up together in California, and we were in the same home ward. And Jake is my younger sister's age, and his sister is my age, and our older siblings are also the same age. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we just grew up together because our We only had a couple of families within the ward that were around our same ages, and so you kind of just grow up with them and spend a lot of time around them, and now Jake lives in Salt Lake. So yeah, let's just jump into it. This first episode, we're going to primarily focus on Jake's experience growing up and um, all the way through the time that he came out to his parents, and just that whole experience of growing up. The first thing I want to go over is what the church's stance is on LGBTQ+. The church believes that a man and a woman must be married and sealed in the temple to reach salvation or obtain salvation. And they believe that acting on same-sex attraction is a sin. We were looking on LDS.org and I found an article that states, while same-sex attraction is not a sin, it can be a challenge. While one may not have chosen to have these feelings, he or she can commit to keep God's commandments. So essentially this article that I found that is on LDS.org says that same-sex attraction is not a sin, but acting on it is, and it's up to the individual to choose that for themselves. Gay members within the church, if they want to follow all of the believed righteous steps to exaltation will the path that they fought, they go through is usually like finding another member of the opposite sex um, to date and marry and then you just live out their life without acting on their same-sex attraction yeah and jake will mostly go over all of this like with his personal story um it'll just kind of come up And then a disclaimer that I wanted to throw out there is that what we talk about is based only on our personal experiences. As always, that's my whole podcast is just based on experiences. Um, We don't have both sides to the story, so to speak. And Jake is here to talk about his story from his point of view. So I just want everyone to keep that in mind, um, that these are his feelings and his own story to tell on my podcast so we're gonna start from the beginning jake (laughs) so just (laughs) just start with when you first realized and noticed that you were gay
1: okay um so i first became aware of my attraction probably around the age of i always say three or four and everyone Everyone says that's way too young to be able to know um, or, or to be aware of that sort of thing. I do disagree with that um, you know, little kids are always getting crushes things like that and Everyone's all like, oh, that's so cute. Do you have a crush on this person. Yeah, um, and so it's not like uncommon or strange There might not be you know, the sexual aspect of it that comes with puberty but so I definitely noticed that um, and that's my earliest memory, so I don't even remember When it first like happened and I just remember things like The, the television shows I would watch like the little kid cartoons. Mm-hmm. I was always like having crushes on like the male characters in them and then I also remember this kind of embarrassing, but um, <laughs> I remember when I was when I was before kindergarten even and, and even in kindergarten I had this neighbor that lived across the street from me, mm-hmm. um, um, and he would he would mow his lawn shirtless, <laughs> um, and I remember we in my door we had this like little mail slot, oh. and, <laughs> and I would just like open it and just like like a pair of eyes just staring at him <laughs> like. <laughs> As he mowed his lawn and I was I found him very attractive. Um obviously there wasn't like a sexual component to that attraction. I was 4 mm-hmm. um, but I very much liked what I saw.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and so
0: that, that visual of like two little eyes out of the like male thing yeah, yeah, is yeah,
1: yeah. so weird. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so creepy. Um, <laughs> or I would just like be sitting on my couch like staring out the window, like just watching him. Right. Um and I I very much liked the form i very much liked the male form and i mm-hmm. totally had a crush on him um and so I was, I was you know growing up realizing kind of having those experiences but at the same time as i got older as i got into kindergarten and in grade school even even in kindergarten i was very much aware that what i was experiencing wasn't normal um and i mean nowadays i would say this but back then it didn't i didn't know anyone who was experiencing this? I didn't even know the ter- what that there was a term for it. I didn't know mm-hmm. that it existed. Right? Do you think
0: it's because of the church, or just because um, like society at the time, or both? both? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because it definitely wasn't what it is now. There was like an ex- explosion of mm-hmm, definitely, yeah, of change and, um, I guess we'll got some more rights like the right to marry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so at that time though. I knew nothing about it, um, saw, did not see it on TV, uh, was not talked about, Um, and so I knew, I just knew that I had to keep quiet about it. I would, you know, I'd have like little crushes on my classmates, my male classmates, and usually you can't really keep that to yourself, right? So you're Mm going to be like telling someone. I had to try so hard, and kids are impulsive, so I had to try so hard to not say anything. Yeah. Like to, to keep myself from saying it. Um, which sometimes didn't work. Thankfully, little kids also forget things. So yeah.
0: So you did tell people sometimes.
1: Um, I, I think sometimes I let certain things slip. Like I would say like, oh he's cute, and then be like, oh no.
0: Yeah. And
1: then and then they would look at me weird, and then I would make up some weird excuse, and then we just forget about it. Yeah. Um, they they forgot about it. Um, I do remember one really funny time though with in still involving my neighbor where so one time I was sitting on the couch and he was mowing his lawn and my sister, my older sister was, was sitting on the couch with me and we were both very little kids at this time. Um, And we, so like, you know, like just like watching him, I'm pretending not to be watching him and then I'm telling, and then for some reason I told her like, what if I, (laughs) oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) I just told her like, what if I like, tried to kiss him? (laughs) (laughs) And like, she oh my gosh and she just was like i mean he'd probably say something like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and we're so young and innocent like we—that yeah. that's the dumbest conversation um, yeah. but so there was that things like that right <laughs> thankfully she didn't say anything i don't think she remembers that mm-hmm. thankfully um <laughs> but yeah so things like that right and so um as i got older I started to hear things about gay people at some point. So anytime, as I became more aware, anytime gay people were on t- on TV or it was talked about, the channel was immediately changed. The th- TV was immediately turned off. Mm. Sometimes that would be followed with like a, ugh, like a, like a disgust sound, like a sound of disgust or From something. From your
0: parents or just um, anybody in the just family?
1: Just an- anyone. Yeah. And not necessarily everyone. It, it was just like, and then, and then a comment. Sometimes a comment would be made as well, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm internalizing it, and I'm I'm realizing, okay, these are bad people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is disgusting. This is this is a really bad thing. Just realize, just knowing that I had to do everything I could to make sure that that it was never found out, and also to get over it. So I was always constantly praying to God, just saying. I don't want to be like this. Like, please, please stop this. Like, what's what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm super young still, and it's just... I had no one... I had no... Again, I didn't know anyone actually in my, like, life that was like that. And so I had no one... Nothing to go off of. I had no one I could tell. Um, no one to... I had no one I could ask for help. It was just... I was completely on my own in mm-hmm.
0: this. Um, and, like, at this time, what... Were you being taught, if anything, like, in the church about homosexuality and—or marriage and intimacy or anything like that? I guess you're kind of still young at this, yeah. this time, but—
1: So, well, I remember going to church, and this is where it really started to get really hard, even just right away as, as a very young child. I remember sitting—going to church every Sunday, sitting in the pews and just looking around at all the families. mm mm-hmm. um, And in the church, family is everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, pairing off, having a white man or a husband, wife, kids, all that. So I remember looking around and seeing all the women with men and just being so sad and just honestly angry. Like, I remember so many times where I was crying to myself just in such frustration because i was looking around at all these couples that were together all these women that had that got to be with men
0: you were like jealous
1: i was really jealous and it, i didn't understand like it, to me i always would say to myself it's not fair mm-hmm. like it's not fair that the women get to be with the men mm-hmm. it was like hating the women yeah <laughs> i was so mad yeah. um, and Because they had, they, you know, like you, like you see the cartoons as a little kid. You see like Cinderella, Prince Charming. All those cartoons are are all about, um, you know, the woman finding her prince charming, her true love.
0: Right.
1: Um. And I always identified with that, and that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. And especially in the church, it's so important that you do that. Mm -hmm. Um. But I didn't want a woman. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't want a girl. Yeah. Um. And I mean, I was saying, like, I was saying, like, oh, I have a crush on this girl. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and this was like super young, like yeah. age
0: four to seven or yeah. whatever.
1: And I don't know if, I don't really know if like young kids that are straight necessarily think about all this. Like, I don't know if it's as big of a deal on their minds. Um, I honestly don't know. I don't yeah. remember really. No, yeah, like, right? Like, I
0: mean, like, I remember in kindergarten, first grade, second grade having crushes, like, definitely. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't ever remember thinking, like, oh, a guy can like a guy, you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, And so that's also why it was frustrating because I hadn't seen it. Like, I hadn't seen an example of it, right? And Mm -hmm. so in my mind, it didn't exist. It wasn't... Obviously, I'd heard bad things about, like, little things like that, like, about gay people, but I'd never seen an example of of a gay couple that was good and together, so...
0: And around that time, it's just, like, there's nothing in the media mm-hmm. that is socially acceptable at that time. This, yeah. This is like, just to give the listeners a time frame, you're 23, 23. and I'm 26. So whatever year that is.
1: Yeah. So long time 90, ago, like early. Or 2000,
0: I like guess. Like 2000,
1: 2001. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, and and so there was no example of it. And <coughs> so in my mind, it just wasn't possible. And that, I can't even describe to you what that's like. Like the ultimate, the ult, that's like the most, like such an ultimate heartbreaking, like heart shattering thing, knowing that it doesn't matter, like it doesn't, like no matter what, you are never, ever going to get to be with who you love. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's such a, that's such a horrible thing. To experience as a member of the church or any religion probably because that's everything that's you know in the Mormon church that's how you attain the highest degree of the social kingdom mm-hmm. um, and people would always say like to anyone who's single oh I'm like uh, that's really sad that you know maybe you don't you're not experiencing it now you'll experience it later but if you don't you'll have it in the next life yeah but that didn't exist for, for me. You there was no you'll have it in the next life yeah. it's you're never going to
0: yeah ever. and the celestial kingdom it just has to define things for people oh, okay. but um that's just in mormon heaven <laughs> there's there is degrees of heaven or how do you, yeah I guess even so. d- even the word degrees isn't used by normal people but like different levels of heaven. different levels of heaven and to get to the highest one yeah. you have to marry the opposite sex in the yeah. temple essentially
1: yeah and that's kind of drilled into your entire life. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, and like, and what Jake is saying is that people say like, like if I were to never get married mm-hmm. in this life, then I can just get married after I die. Yeah. Um, but like f- for you, that's still not an option. <laughs> like, yeah. It's no it, matter what.
1: It was the epitome of absolute, absolute hopelessness. Yeah. There was nothing I could do. There was no hope for it. I just had to beg and pray to God that He would make me straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So then I could, I could have it. Yeah. Um, it's
0: interesting that, um, I mean, you're super young, so I don't think like your mind would be able to comprehend it. But it's just like kind of interesting that you, you pray for you to not be gay instead of praying that you can marry a man. Or, like, be with a man, you know? Yeah. Like, instead of praying or hoping mm-hmm. that it becomes acceptable or, like, the church accepts it or that that's okay, yeah. you just conform to what's already mm-hmm.
1: there. Well, yeah, and that actually makes a lot of sense because it's it was a really weird thing. Like, it, it wasn't a good thing. and it, Yeah. And so, like, I didn't want to be different. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to be – I wanted everything that that – everyone else was getting you know i wanted Mm -hmm. i wanted to fit perfectly in
0: yeah
1: and to to be that righteous really good mormon Mm -hmm. that's exactly what i wanted um and also you know i was that's the only thing i knew i knew nothing else outside of the church i was born in it Mm -hmm. um and so in my mind it had to be that way and it's crazy because again this is all while i'm in my age is in the single digits yeah I'm a young child. Super,
0: super young to be, like, realizing all of yeah, this and, like, and, going through this.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and, and so it was, I was so depressed. Um, I don't even know if anyone around me realized it because I was a crazy kid. Yeah, like,
0: absolutely not. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, like, I
1: don't <laughs> think anyone knew the internal battle that was happening no, my entire life. Like Not at all. Mm-mm.
0: I don't think I ever seen, had ever seen Jake sad.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, like ever. but I was horribly sad mm-hmm. um and again like crying about it and and um
0: I'm curious if like well while, while you're going through this in like single digit age um to you was it like I'm gay like were you using that terminology with no. yourself or it was just like I know that I like guys and not girls
1: yeah and so that's all it, was? it was just like I know that I have I'm having crushes on guys like mm-hmm. I I don't even know at what point I heard the word gay. I don't remember. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just like, I'm like, I just have these crushes on guys. Yeah. I like guys. I like boys. Yeah. Um, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And and not girls. Um, and I knew that that was weird. Yeah. And so.
0: And then I'm sure when the church started talking about it, they used the word homosexual mm-hmm. rather than saying gay and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Um, and I remember hearing about it in in from in lessons and also from other people too. If it was talked about in their lesson or something like that, like typically they'd be on the topic of like the family proclamation to the world or um, talking about m- marriage being sealed between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. And so inevitably sometimes it just kind of comes up. Right. Um, and so I would hear about lessons people were having and, and just things like that. Right. Um, and then at that time I also learned about a cousin, like a cousin of my father, I think, who was gay. Um, and how he was talked about Mm, and an example of what not to be. Right. Um, and so that all just made it worse. And, and, and I remember it was talked about, I remember hearing once about a lesson in church that I think, I don't know if my sister was in it or my brother, I don't know. It was just this lesson in church that I heard about that. Um, I guess a couple people walked out of because, Mm -hmm. They were talking about um the like the attraction and, and marriage in between between or gay marriage. Um and they said and the, the person giving the lesson said basically that being gay or having that attraction is selfish. And that
0: And one of your siblings walked out on that? Not
1: my sibling, someone else in the class.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um I don't know if I heard about that from a friend or from in the church or from someone else, but I heard I remember hearing about that. Um And then, and I internalized that, right? And so, and things like that, I would just internalize and and I believed it, right? So, so I'm sitting here thinking, oh, gay people are so selfish. They're so awful. Right. Um, And then, yeah.
0: I want to hear that lesson. Like (laughs) what, in what world would you say that? I
1: know. And and but I mean, a lot of people thought that way, and a lot of people were saying things like that. Like, and,
0: how are they selfish?
1: I know exactly. I don't get it. <laughs> I know, but I believed it because it was the only thing I heard. Yeah, like, yeah. And no, so, it totally and, makes sense. And so I'm thinking this <laughs> about gay people. I'm so homophobic myself, but then hating myself even more mm-hmm. because that's
0: so weird. Yeah, but like you're homophobic. Yeah. To yourself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, hated I bet
0: it. so many people go through that.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. It's like internalized homophobia is the worst Mm. thing and like everyone goes through when they when they're first kind of realizing that about themselves um and so so then i'm getting so then as i got older um i again was just still so incredibly depressed and then um i started to not it started to become too painful um, just, again, the, daily, it was just always in my mind, you're never going to have this. And, mm-hmm. and people would say, people might think, like, oh, shouldn't it have been a comfort that, like, being taught that, like, God would change it or whatever? No, because I didn't want it. Like, I mean, yes, I wanted it. I wanted it to be normal, but I didn't, but I... I didn't see girls that way. I saw guys that way. I didn't want to be someone's husband. Like, I didn't want to be a woman's husband Right. I wanted to have a husband right. like the way that women wanted it
0: mm-hmm.
1: So it was just this really conflicting thing. And so I was getting more and more Depressed and miserable and more and more hopeless um, I couldn't see what my future would be ever
0: mm-hmm.
1: Ever actually like even when I graduated high school oh I gosh. could not ever I could never look to my future like that because I had no clue how it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so I started, I started to not get suicidal thoughts, but.
0: And this is still before you hit puberty.
1: Um, yeah. Wow. And then, well, and then kind of around that time mm-hmm. and after, um, but I, so not like actual suicidal thoughts where I was uh, like going to kill myself. It was more just like thinking about it. Like, I I guess just about kind death. of like kind
0: of, like was it in a way where it's like you are realizing that you can never be truly happy and yeah so you're like what like what's the point
1: kind of er, yeah it just realizing that I was never going to really be truly happy and that I couldn't be and um and that nothing was working and so and again the hopelessness just getting worse and so um. Yeah, I, I just started to kind of always imagine my death. And then, <laughs> um, and then when I got older and got into junior high, um, that's when it was the absolute worst it was, had ever been. Um, literally, the, I hate even thinking back to it because it was. The worst time of my life and it lasted mm-hmm. years like mm-hmm. it was all building up from when I was four till then um, And then that's what is that like 11 10 11? 11. Um,
0: yeah, probably like Well freshman year is 15 Usually 14
1: 15 14. So. Yeah. 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 So about that age probably um, And then I just remember yeah, just being so depressed and I remember it got really bad to a point where every single day I could not stand the idea of going of like getting through the day and going to bed that night because then that, that meant that I had to wake up and do it all mm-hmm. over again yeah and I just wanted to die. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to die and but I couldn't I couldn't take my life because that was a sin too yeah. right So it was this predicament yeah, of like just stop there's no way out of this
0: unhappy place
1: yeah um, and it was the most miserable time of my life and at the same time, all throughout grade school, um, forgot to talk about this earlier, all throughout grade school, um, just the exhaustion of trying to conceal this, mm-hmm. it's literally every second of every minute of every hour of every day, mm-hmm. tw- 24-7. You're never, you can never breathe or take a breath because every single second, you're constantly having to be so focused on the way you talk, the way you act, the way you dress, the way yeah. you're lo- holding eye contact with people, you can't do it too long um especially with guys not hugging guys and
0: I've I've been this is like not that related but I've been watching the Aaron Hernandez um Mm -hmm. like documentary and it's like the football player um one of his old teammates said that he like purposefully gained weight and drank beer and did all of like the most he, he said, like, disgusting straight man thing that he could do mm-hmm. so people wouldn't notice that he's gay or, like, realize that he's gay.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Like, I didn't do those things, but I did yeah. things similar. Like, yeah. I tried to look like my brother, who, who funny enough, he's gay too. Uh, I was going to say, Dallin um, or Nick? Yeah, Dallin, <laughs> my gay brother. Um, but he was very popular in high school and, and grade oh, school and everything. Yeah, like, he was, sure. like, to me, like, the epitome of, like, a straight bro. Like even though he wasn't but I mean he like he was like masculine but he wasn't mm-hmm. like like bro you know what I mean but um yeah. so
0: he w- he played football he right? did yeah he was yeah. a football
1: player like really popular so everyone loved all the girls loved him like all the thing so, all all of that so I wanted <clears> to like do my hair like him I wanted to dress like him because that was like you know because then I could try and blend in I guess yeah um and so and that's this never-ending cycle and and it's so hard to keep it up all throughout the day. Um, but then at the same time, kids are, kids are using it as a slur. Like, oh, that's gay. You're mm-hmm. gay. Oh, you're gay, aren't you? In front of everyone, right? And so every time they said that, I also had to conceal turning red and getting scared. Mm-hmm. And then they would see that I'd get red and they'd be like, oh, why are you getting red? And I'm like, I'm not, you know what I mean? And so it was this... Like you
0: explaining this is giving me PTSD from school. and like, I didn't even experience (laughs) this.
1: Yeah, it was, oh my gosh, it's the worst thing ever. And so going to school and having to deal with that for years, I literally did this for 15 years before I came out. Mm -hmm. Like, and again, like, assuming we're going off of age four till 'till then. You know what I mean? That's over a decade, yeah, of having to live like that.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And like, I didn't realize that you got like so depressed so young. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was thinking like, okay, like junior high, but you like even before that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, no child should be that like unhappy like that. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah, and it's annoying because it's not like it was chemical. It was situational. Yeah, it the situation was just really unfortunate.
0: Yeah. And obviously
1: there are worse things. Like I it's always weird for me to like talk about how hard it was because I had a roof over my head, I had clothes, I had food. I was fine. Right. But
0: But like you still were traumatized. Yeah. You know, like everyone's trauma is different, but it still mm-hmm. affects you to a degree.
1: Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and I've come to realize that like it's we all have our things and it's our tra- our struggles and it's okay to own that.
0: Yeah.
1: And work through it. Um Yeah, so I'm so I'm dealing with that and and I'm and school is horrible and then and so obviously with that like someone would need a place to escape it, right? But I didn't have a place to escape it because mm-hmm. at home at home it was the same thing in yeah. in terms of
0: pretending.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially worse because they're my family. Right, and, so they
0: like know your yeah. mannerisms and, and things mm-hmm. like that.
1: Exactly, and 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 also in my mind was like they couldn't, they can't find this out because then if they found in my mind, I would I would always think about this. If if they found out about my attraction, they would hate me. Mm-hmm. They you know, and every gay kid, every gay kid thinks this. Um, it's like they would hate me, they would disown me, they would kick me out, they would I don't know, send me to ther to like conversion therapy or something. Um they but ultimately they just wouldn't love me anymore and they would never look at me the same. Um and so I'm at home again, continuing probably more the cycle. scared than yeah.
0: at school.
1: hmm Yeah. Um and so dealing with that, and then when I was and at and at the same time when it's the worst it's ever been, um a really unfortunate event happens um at home. So <laughs> My, my entire family was down for Christmas. Um,
0: and Jake has six siblings? Six
1: siblings. Yeah, there's seven of us. Yeah. And I think two of them were married at the time. So all seven of us are home. Their husbands are home. My parents are there. Um, it's Christmas time. We're all together. All of us were in the living room. Like every single person was in the living room for some reason. Um, and I remember I was on the computer doing something. And then I gave the computer to my mom. And then all of a sudden... I just hear her say out loud, who did this? And then she's like, Dale, look at this, which is my father. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, all of a sudden she reads out the browsing history mm. to my entire family.
0: It like makes me want to throw up.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, I, oh my gosh, I, I was definitely not ready, ever ready for that to happen, especially at 10 or 11 or 12, that young of an age age.
0: What I want to know what the like what specifically the browsing history was. If that's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I might bleep it out, but no,
1: it's fine. It was. I was I was very new to. I also that was or right around that age is also when I first started viewing things online. So I wasn't. I didn't clear the history. Right. Wasn't there yet in terms of <laughs> like intelligence. Um, but, um, intelligence. But um, so I just typed in like pictures of naked men or, like, videos of naked men or, like, things like that, right? Um, And so...
0: So it's not even that bad. Yeah, it was was just, like,
1: the, like, first, like, curiosity. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have the language to, like, do type in something worse, so it's just, like... (laughs) (laughs) like, You don't have the language. Which,
0: like, brings us back to sex education and the church and and everything. But anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's, like, another topic. But, um, so, yeah, I typed type that in and she read it out loud to the whole family she said who did this and she said like someone typed in hot naked men or whatever um or naked pictures of men and then all of a sudden everyone turns and looks at me like I remember every single member of their family was staring at me and I'm just like backed in a corner I'm sitting in a chair like
0: was it like at once or they were kind of just like everyone was looking around and then they noticed your reaction they noticed my face
1: immediately because the moment it was read I Died. Yeah. Like I was about, I was trying not to lose it. Yeah. Because it was this thing that I've been, that I had been, I guess, successfully, the secret I had been successfully keeping for six, eight, you know, years now. And then all of a sudden, there it is. And to all of my family mm-hmm. at once. And so I remember just getting so red and I was so scared. I could barely, I couldn't even like talk. Um, and I was just shaking. Mm -hmm. And because and then everyone looked at me and they noticed my reaction. Um, And then I remember my mom just said, was this you? The only thing I could say, the only word I could get out, you know, was just yes. And then I'm just like frozen. And then um, I remember my mom saying, like, Dale, take him outside and like go talk to him about this or whatever, like something like that um and so i remember i went outside with my father
0: were you thinking that you were gonna get like spanked or like oh
1: yeah <laughs>
0: oh really yeah
1: my my parents were very like into like corporal punishment right so like yeah like um but i was also again just scared that because i because i didn't know where the conversation was gonna go and so in my mind i'm like they all know i'm gay now mm-hmm. or not gay but like they all know this You're about me they pictures, think i'm gay at least, they're yeah. gonna think i'm gay um and so in my mind I'm like I just lost everything it's done yeah. like like it's done and so I go into the backyard with my dad and my dad obviously no parent especially no Mormon parent or Christian parent wants to Believe
0: have a child like
1: this that, so yeah. um, he, I think they were just searching for any explanation other than w- the reality of right. the situation um, and so we're just talking I'm talking to my dad about it and I remember he's just like what's going on and I'm like oh my gosh and I'm just like I like I just want to learn about the male anatomy or something like something stupid like that it was like,
0: but believable to, yeah, to a Mormon parent
1: I guess so because it worked <laughs> he was just like I remember he was just well, like well did it <laughs> well I don't know I, I remember he was just like um well I'll tell you what like whenever after the, the holiday when everyone's gone maybe we can like go talk, like talk, talk about like, it yeah, we'll like research this together or whatever mm-hmm. So then, so then um, we're like going inside. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, and obviously I'm still like red hot, right? And I'm just still scared. But I'm like, oh my gosh, that worked, cool. Mm -hmm. And then like we go inside, and then my mom like
0: everything's gonna go back to normal, kind of. Not back to normal,
1: but I successfully lied again in terms of like, like I'm I'm still kind of good. I'm still hiding this. At the same time, though, I knew that, like, they knew this about me, so I didn't think they would believe that I wasn't into guys. Mm-hmm. So it was just this really weird, t- this really, really weird situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like, And so then I, we were, we're going inside, and then my mom comes to the door with, with, like, a phone in her hand, and she's like, did you watch this with any of your friends? Because I guess she was going to call her parents. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, no, I didn't. And, I mean, obviously I didn't. Like, who am I going to watch that with? Yeah, like, like, another who, Mormon kid is going to tell his parents. Another gay like, Mormon kid who yeah, happened
0: to both know that you guys were
1: gay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so I'm like, no, I didn't. And then I remember just going and sitting down, and then it just being really awkward in the house. Mm-hmm. It was so uncomfortable, and you could, like, cut the tension with a butter knife. Like, mm-hmm. it was so uncomfortable, and, like, no one was saying anything, and then um, I'm just trying to, like get it like get on a different topic and so I'm telling everyone like or I remember I just said hey can we go get some cookies Mm -hmm. (laughs) or something like that just to try and like get get it get it over with like move Move past it move on from it um and then I remember that same day I was just like trying to just trying to get over it so I was playing on the Wii Mm-hmm. Um, and I was making like you like on on the Wii. You can like make like little me's, little mm-hmm. little people. Yeah. Um. And I was making one, and that happened to be male. Not had nothing to do with what I liked. Just happened yeah. to be male because <laughs> you can make male or female. I would make both. Yeah. Um. And I remember <laughs> one of my older sisters came. Were, so one of my oldest sisters was sitting on the couch in the room while I was doing it, and then another sister younger than her came in, um and she just looked at me making that character, and she was like, "Well, Jake." now we know why you had your problem, you're you're only making men. My oldest sister was like, like, stop it, like, leave him. Al- I don't know, something, like, trying to defend me, I guess. She was, like, really awesome with that, I was really appreciative of that, um, and then, yeah, so that happened, um, and when that happened, that, uh, like, everything was already hard enough where I wanted to kill myself, like, that didn't help Mm -hmm. that made it so much worse because that made it so much worse at home. Yeah. Um, from, from that point on, I, I honestly like, I don't know, a lot of my memories of, of before what it was like in that house are gone. Mm -hmm. Other than like the, like, I mean, I, I remember like the general dynamic, but, um, a lot of specific memories, like, especially of my, of like basically like what my relationship was like with my mom I don't remember what it was before I was like 11 right before this Um, incident yeah yeah. because what happened after was so like
0: traumatizing
1: yeah and it just completely changed everything Mm -hmm. so from obviously when that happened they didn't really know what to do um and so they just my parents were just like um there's gonna be rules now or like there are there was rules but like you're not allowed to be in a room on the computer by yourself and we need to know what you're watching at all times, blah, 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 things yeah. like that, was right? Was
0: this just for you or was it kind of like they made it seem like it was for everybody? Because there was, well, well they how many d- people were in your house still?
1: At that point, I think it was like three people. just maybe like two other siblings. Yeah. Maybe. The other one might have already been, Dallin might have already been gone or maybe, yeah. I really don't remember, but Shanna was definitely there. Yeah. Um, and so,
0: so like, was it a rule for Shanna as well or was technically it?
1: Technically, yes. Yeah. But, but no, but yes. But so made for you. <laughs> yeah. So after that, they, like my parents, like announced a rule in the house, um, like no more internet upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and then of course, if you're on it, you have to be like in a room with someone, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, and yes, it was a rule for everyone, but it But that just made it worse because we all knew it was because of me. Right. And so it was just embarrassing. Yeah. And like humiliating and all that. Um, And obviously there's going to be rules. That's not the issue. That's not an issue. Like I would do that. You know what I mean? Right. It's just you don't really know how to handle it. So I I get it. But from then on, um, home became like a – it was not – it definitely didn't feel like home anymore. It became a place where – I constantly was reminded that I was, like, that, like, they knew this about me, and and I was constantly reminded that I was this, like, I I was, in my mind, I was made to feel that I, I, or treated like I was this, like, immoral, like, like, disgusting sexual sinner, like sexual deviant who was doing these really bad things and needed to be reminded of it every five seconds and mm-hmm. things like that. And so, my depression got so much worse and like so much worse. Um, Which was
0: crazy to think about because it was already like you didn't want to wake up in the morning.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And this just, oh my gosh. Um, and so, I remember, so after that happened, I remember at any time, like, I would wake up early in the morning, come downstairs. And I never knew, like, if I was going to be ambushed with it. Mm. And I, I knew that I was going to be, I just didn't know when, right? So I could come downstairs in the morning and my mom would pull me aside and be like, I need to talk to you about this. Okay. Um, or, and ask me a question, like, are you attracted to children? Are you watching Children? Child porn? Mm-hmm, yeah. Because I should also say my, my mom very much equates, like, pedophiles and gay people together as the same thing. Yeah, so...
0: I did not know that.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, and so I remember also being taught that about gay people as well growing up, like, when I was young. Right. That was
0: definitely not a church thing. Mm-mm. That's just, like... A, I mean, a lot of people parent. believed that way, but... Oh, but I, I guess mean. I wasn't aware of that, but... Yeah, yeah, but I mean,
1: it's not true. I mean, obviously... Obviously. <laughs> obviously, like, obviously yeah. there's Obviously, there's going to be gay pedophiles, gay but there's even more straight pedophiles. Straight pedophiles. Yeah. Like, it's just a, like a horrible thing right. that just exists. Yeah. It um, doesn't
0: matter what you're saying. So, <laughs> like, yeah,
1: it's, it's so weird, but a lot, actually a lot of people, a lot of people and a lot of members see it that way. Like they're, like I had a sister once tell me, like I'm, I would be, I would be scared if there was a gay man like sleeping in my house with, with my sons, my, my young sons, like. What? Yeah.
0: But it's like, okay, would you be scared of a, a girl, a gay woman sleeping with, in a house with your daughters probably not I
1: don't know maybe I mean I did bring up the thing I I was like so would you be worried about a straight man sleeping in your home and then I think she said yes but it's like you wouldn't really like not really like not in the same way yeah um and so um yeah so I would be hit with questions like that and also at the I will say like yes I I was watching porn um but I was not happy about it I didn't want to be Mm-hmm. I couldn't, like, I did not have the self-control to stop. I was a child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of adults don't even have that self-control. And so, but I was so ashamed of it. I yeah. was so ashamed of it and felt so guilty. And every single time I viewed porn, I would just, like,
0: have I guilt, would immediately start
1: crying. Imme- mm-hmm. Yeah, immediately start crying and, and just and just get on my knees and pray and be like, I'm so sorry I did this, God. Please forgive me.
0: So after this, this um, incident mm-hmm. where you were outed, pretty much... Um, you watched porn after that
1: yeah. also mm-hmm. okay yeah cuz i mean at that point like i would classify it probably as like an addiction like okay yeah like i was like you know going through puberty and experienced that and so and also you
0: don't have another outlet for it like you're not going to go out and hook up with someone because exactly
1: you, mm-hmm.
0: you don't know anybody else that's yeah. gay first it, of all yeah
1: and i was also like a child so exploring sexuality at yeah. this point because i'd gone through puberty and things like that um and so i was still viewing um just like finding ways so like they could be in my family would be in the other room watching tv and i would be sitting at the computer and we had this like this, like pink chairs that the back went up really high so i could watch and then be really quick about closing out of it right if they came to the computer and things like that but again I felt so guilty about it and I hated any time it was brought up like it just made me feel it just made the suicidal feelings and like depression like immediately come up in in all those situations because it just like I was so incredibly ashamed of it and then and I was and I already knew it about myself like I already knew that I was doing something bad I didn't want to be reminded every five seconds of it like I already had enough self-hatred to go yeah. around. Like, I already... It was good. Like, I was aware. Um, but it just kept getting brought up. Like, all throughout the day, my 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 mom would have my dad, like, read me a conference talk randomly about porn. Um, I would be at their office working, and the same thing. And, and it was just always being brought up, like, before I go to bed. Um, and then I also noticed that my mom had this, like, weird animosity towards me about that. Like, she would... I could be watching something LDS like like the there was this missionary series that came out I don't remember the name of it but Mm -hmm. um about the missionaries in San Diego um and I loved it like I I was watching it all the time and um and then my mom you know every time she saw me online she'd be like what are you looking at I'd have to turn the screen or tell her um and so I told her I was like I'm watching this and then she was like why is it helping you and then just walked off like, but it was in this, like, tone. Yeah. Um, and and sh- that happened all the time as well. Things like that, like, with this, like, animosity towards, like, towards me. Just because, like, I don't know if it was because... I mean, obviously, she had a very special distaste for gay people. So I don't know if that was involved. Like, he's attracted, like, you know, he, he's experiencing this, like, and then there was this animosity. Or, or if it was because... Um, She felt that I had done something to her by watching porn, which... Like, betrayed her? Yeah. And, I mean, she definitely felt that way. Like, she kind of voiced similar things like that later. Um, But, yeah, she just would just say things like that. And I remember I also one time I saw this music video when I was a kid um, on accident in a hotel room with my parents. Um, It was, like, a country song, and then, like, there were women in it that were topless, and they immediately turned it off. But um, I remember, like, later, like, after, after... I think it was after, yeah, after the porn situation. After they read it to everyone, um, one time we were in the car and I brought it up, for, or somehow it got brought up, and I and I was like, "Oh, remember that?" And then my mom was like, "Oh, was it? Oh, was it him shirtless and not them?" Like, just with this like tone of like, again, like animosity. Yeah. Like And that happened all the time, and so I couldn't get away from from comments like that and. And that attitude and being reminded that I was this this thing that I hated, right? Right. This thing that was bad and sinning. Yeah. Um, it was awful. At school, at home, it was awful. Um, and so then when I but I just I just got through it. Like I again, like suicide was a sin, right? So like I couldn't do that. So I just dealt with it. How was
0: it at church? Like, were feelings worse or like when you had lessons on Pornography, things mm-hmm. like that. Like, what were your oh feelings gosh. around
1: that? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I that was horrible too because I felt so guilty. Because mm-hmm. and we learn about it, and I would just think, no one else is dealing with this but me. Yeah. No one else is doing this. What's wrong with me? Why am I? Why am I failing God already?
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Um, and that was also at the time that we were going. Then we, you know, we started going to the temple, right? Like we turned twelve yeah. and everything. And and every time you go to the temple, you have to you have to have an interview, an interview. with like the bishop yeah. or someone in the bishopric right and every single interview i didn't want to tell the truth because then i wouldn't be able to go and then everyone would know Mm -hmm. and they'd be like why right so Mm -hmm. um and like my sister was going to be going my parents things like that so um and that's
0: that's a point too like i don't know in our ward i guess to me from an outsider perspective it was like oh well I don't know. Like we would ask, like, oh, who's going? Well, we know Shanna and Jake are going, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and that the are going. Like yeah. those, those are the two, two families, I guess, that were like, we know that we can count them in already, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but, like yeah. anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and also that made it worse too because we were, you know, we were kind of our families were kind of looked at as like the pinnacle of like a really righteous Mormon, like what you're supposed to be. Uh,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: we knew it, but like we all knew it. Yeah. Um, and, and in a weird way, there was like this like weird pride with it and like, like proud of ourselves, like, um, that we don't have kids going astray or we don't have like, right. All this stupid stuff. Um,
0: so with the temple interviews, you just lied.
1: Yeah. because um, mm-hmm. they ask you, like, is there any they ask you a question I what do they even ask you? It's like, like the
0: law of chastity, I know. Yeah, your oh, tithing. Are you
1: keeping the law of chastity? Which yeah. and they would say, which includes abstaining pornography. from pornography, masturbation, things like that. Right. Um and every time I would just like die inside and I'd have to be like, no. And then so now I have this shame of now I'm going to the temple unworthy. Right. I'm like making God's house dirty. Right. Just by my presence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and so and always trying to... And at the same time, trying to repent. And never feeling like I'm forgiven. Always right. feeling like I'm this, like, disgusting, like, sexual monster and no one else is. And just never being never being able to, like, earn God's forgiveness or be good enough or whatever. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm going to the temple, like, every year. We're doing that and, and dealing with that shame. And then when I was 16... I found my, my brother Dallin, I found, so Dallin was, like, the most, like, the most righteous Mormon mm-hmm. ever, Yeah, like, more than the prophet, like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> he was, like, even my older siblings look up, looked up to him, like, he was so righteous, so righteous, like, the example of what you want to be, um... And so I found a journal of his once and I read it. I shouldn't have, but 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 to be fair, like he was in college and I missed him. So like, I wanted, I wanted to be close to him. So I like, this was his words. This was him. So I read it. (laughs) Right. And I remember in reading it, he, oh my gosh, he was so like spiritual and Mm. just talked about like having to pray to make decisions and things like that. And, um, and, that gave me the courage. I got my phone. I got a phone, and I called the bishop, like by myself. And I was like, "I need to to talk to you about something." And I was terrified because I I knew that I had to do that at some point. I knew that was coming because that's part of the repentance process in the Mormon Church. So I knew that I had to do that. Right. Um, and just dreading it because he was also my like a really close family friend, mm-hmm. and I didn't want them knowing. Mm-hmm. And so, um.
0: That's the freaking struggle with our ward. I, yeah. Or, like, small wards in general. is just, like, mm-hmm. the bishop is always going to be someone that grew up with your family. <laughs> like, I know, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the worst. Like,
0: went to high school with your parents kind uh-huh. of the
1: situation. Yeah, it's, like, it's awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but so... And, I, and but I also, like, love their family. I didn't want them to know. I didn't want them to think differently of me either. Um, and so, But so, re- reading my brother's journal, I got the strength to do it. Um, and so... I called him and needed to make an appointment, and then and then we did, um, and then I remember, for some reason back then, I also thought that I needed to tell my parents certain things like that, like, oh, I, I have an appointment with the bishop. So I, I told them that, I like came downstairs, wasn't talking, and then finally just had the strength to be like, hey, I got the courage to be like, I'm meeting with the bishop tomorrow at church, after mm-hmm. church. And then they were like, "Why?" And I didn't want to tell them. I met with a bishop. I told him ev- like everything. I didn't tell him it was male porn because oh, okay. I, I also wasn't like calling my I wasn't accepting myself as gay like right. I hated it so and I didn't want to be so I was I let him believe it was like female porn
0: okay
1: um and so he would tell me things like like get, you like getting aroused like seeing a girl or whatever um and I would just be like, "Yep," <laughs> <But>, like. <laughs> it's the mm-hmm. worst delay like, um oh my gosh and then when i did that I basically told the bishop I was like i don't want to do this anymore I have a changed heart and then he was like okay well go forth and sin no more you're forgiven and <laughs> that like they don't
0: actually say that he said that to me no yeah
1: um he straight up said that and um and i remember i walked out of the uh, out of his forth office
0: and sin no more
1: mm-hmm and, I mean, it was cute. Like, I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, and it, it like, blew my mind because I had been searching for forgiveness and never feeling like I had it. So when he said it to me, yeah. I was, like...
0: You're, like, clean slate. Cool.
1: Kind of, but I also didn't believe it because mm. I didn't feel it. Like, it's, right. so I remember when I said that, my mom also was waiting outside because she knew about the appointment. So she was waiting in, like, the foyer. Um, and I went and sat next to her and then just started crying. And then she, like, took me outside and then... I was just crying and, like, feeling really happy because I was, like, oh, my gosh, I'm forgiven. But then when that happened, that started this, like, weird cycle of, like, okay, I'm perfect. And now I can't mess up. And then I would mess up with the same thing mm-hmm. and then feel worse. And, like, it was just, like... Oh, my this...
0: gosh. Every freaking Mormon oh, goes through that. Yeah. I went through that in college. Like, Really? It was just... Or it was like let's put off repenting because we're just gonna do it and again. Do it again. <laughs> just oh like gosh. build it up before you repent.
1: Yeah, and then but then they also teach you like basically something about like not re for the same things, like knowing you're not gonna do it or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I like it's kind of like an idle prayer, like wasting a prayer or like.
0: I've never heard that. I can't before.
1: remember how it goes, but basically like basically like saying you're sorry for something and then doing it again.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like that like, kind of prayer is bad too. Yeah, like you didn't really mean it. Yeah. Um and so every time I every time I would like relapse, I would say, or like do that again, like then I would be like, Okay, well now relapse <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's another story. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I would just be like Okay, well like I can't even I, I would still pray, but I would just be like this like this is a sin, me praying right now for this because I already know. Like we he already knows that I'm not gonna mm-hmm that I'm going to do it again. Right. uh, That I am going to do it again. And so, again, like, feeling more like I'm failing God and things like that. Yeah, so all that was happening, and then I had several appointments with the bishop before I left. And I remember... Before you left. Before I left home, before I graduated. Um, And so, yeah, and and my siblings were were leaving the house, like, down left, and then my sister left, and then I was alone for the three years, and then just trying to get through it all. And then... Um and
0: that's just, like, constant, like, every day for however, seven years, eight years. Yeah. Um, of, like, your parents constantly reminding you and mm-hmm. and giving you talks and all this stuff.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, we had conversations about it. Like, I, I finally, like, after a long, after a long time, because every time they did it, it made it worse. And it came to this point, though, with porn where I needed it in a weird way. Like... I was so depressed that every time I had an emotional like low or high like I was bored or I was really sad or angry or whatever I needed some sort of coping mechanism and that that's what porn was for me mm-hmm. um, and and they didn't for some reason like they couldn't grasp this but every time every time they would bring it up it created like a and I by the way I'm not saying this was their fault yeah that I was watching porn no, like,
0: yeah.
1: It was not their fault. But um it definitely like wasn't an environment where I could stop or where I could where I could heal or overcome it, I right. guess you could say. Um <clears throat> just because like my it kind of it became like an addiction and I needed it, right? And so every every time they would bring it up or, or say anything about it, I would feel really ashamed and then I and then my brain would be like, You need you need that right now. Like you need like, that release or that coping mechanism. Oh, yeah. Um, and so then I would go, then I would do it. Um, or even if it wasn't even on my mind, like, every time I was home alone, my mom would be leaving the house. She would just look at me, turn around, look at me, and be like, if there's anything good, uh, what's the 13th article, 13th article, Faith? Um, if there's anything virtuous, lovely, or good right. or quarter praiseworthy, yeah. we seek after these things. Um, or remember who you are, like, or don't watch that, you know what I mean? Like, things like that. <laughs> yeah and so if it wasn't even on my mind then it was oh. like it was just like
0: she just recites <laughs> articles of faith to you yeah like, that's um, intense
1: yeah um it's so
0: normal for you you know like
1: yeah because yeah that's just like the dynamic it was like we were had to be like the most spiritual and righteous mm-hmm. like, ever. <clears throat> like ever like ever you know what i mean so right. and then finally i graduated high school. Um, when I was 17, and then I left a week to the day after my graduation to to BYU, to BYU Provo. I could not get out of that environment fast enough. Like, it, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And so, like, I, I left, and then it's weird. That, that semester was kind of a weird situation because I was trying to prepare for a mission, um, but then again, not feeling like I was worthy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, glad to be, like, out of the environment I was in. But I honestly feel like I don't remember too much of that, of being there. Well, yeah, I do. So, I don't know. I just remember, like, going through, like, a couple bishops there um, and then continuing to confess this and then just trying to work on my spirituality, trying to repent. And Um, so, like,
0: when you went to the bishops there, you just, like, did the same thing of, like, repenting about pornography, but... Then doing it again. But not, yeah. Yeah. But you were still saying that it was, like, normal. Not normal pornography, but like not same sex.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was not telling anyone that it was men. Yeah. Um. And, and I mean, like the reason for that is like. I, I was I believed so much in the church and and in what they were teaching, and so. I believed it was really bad, like really evil, really wrong. I was horrible for being that way, um, and so I was constantly like, constantly in my own prayer trying to, to change it. Mm-hmm. Just like begging, begging, begging God to change it. Um, and then I would constantly have to like reaffirm to myself that I wasn't that. So like I got to this point right before I left where I would like say to myself I would look at myself in the mirror and just say, and just repeat in my mind, not even saying it out loud because I couldn't, but in my mind, like you didn't choose this. So you're not gay. You, you did not choose this. You're not gay. Mm-hmm. Like just repeating it, trying to get myself to believe it. So then I was working on my mission paperwork had the bishop interview, passed it, had the because I lied, had yeah. the stake, <laughs> had the stake president interview, and then he we almost submitted my paperwork, which would have been a disaster. I would have been sent home, like oh my gosh, and then then I would have had that stigma stigma of right. like, being, was like of why coming do, home unworthy why like come home? exactly yeah. um but so then thankfully we decided not to because I told him like that I was watching porn um and so then he's like okay like we won't submit it but you'll just go to school work on it. Um so then I so then I did that I was trying to it didn't work though like I still wasn't getting over it um and so I went straight to BYU Idaho to start my first semester there um and that's where like I don't know for some reason like I was able to make friends easier there and everything so that's when everything changed for me um I remember I remember getting there and living on my own um in the apartment with other people and just like and making friends with them really quickly um and then making like outside friends really quickly and just Mm -hmm. it was such an incredible time because like I already knew that I was dealing with sexual sin like watching porn and stuff like that but they didn't my friends didn't and they didn't need to yeah It, it was the first time it was literally the first time in my life that I had ever just like literally gotten to be Jake like it didn't matter what I had done I was not my sin I was not just the sexual monster, this like sexual deviant monster, just mm-hmm. committing all these horrible sins. I was not treated like that. I literally just got to beat Jake mm-hmm. and they, and they loved me for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and that was really incredible. It was just so incredible not to be reminded every, like all the time of what I was doing, um, or what I had done. Cause I already, you know, again, I was already reminding myself of it enough. Yeah. Um, and so it was just the coolest time ever, like super cool. Um, and then I was able to have a bit of a reprieve from the pornography for like a few months and then eventually like had, like, had hardcore withdrawals, <laughs> um, like straight up, like it was awful. And then just kind of going into that cycle, it was like a constant cycle. And then at the end of my first semester, bombshell in the family, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I went home for, I went home, was it Christmas? I don't even know, I went home. No, I went home for the semester after my first and I was at I was doing online school, oh, okay. and I remember my at some point my my dad um, took me to the backyard, and he was like, "Hey, dude,
0: that backyard <laughs> has memories."
1: That backyard has memories. <laughs> oh anyway, my god! Um, so my dad took me to the backyard, and he just was like, "So your brother Dylan has told us he's gay and that he's atheist," and I was like, "What? <laughs> like?" That blew my mind because um, I thought I was the only one. Yeah, and I was never, ever, ever planning on talking about it because literally my entire life I thought I was the only one, and I even thought I was the only gay Mormon. Like,
0: <laughs> I was like, a specimen.
1: Yeah, like, like other Mormons don't aren't like this. Right. It's just me. I'm just this horrible <clears throat> thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so when he came out, like I remember just again, there was, like, a whole other shift in the family because no one knew. We had nothing to go off of, right? Like, n- no clue how to handle this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my I remember my family just, like, and me, like, always talking about it. And then things got really difficult with the family and Dallin um, because at that point, again, we were, like, looked at as this, like, on this, like, pedestal. Like, we right. were so righteous, all of us. And there was this pride in the fact that, all of us were still in the church and had not fallen away.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like comments were made about other families whose kids had fallen away because yeah. like about their parenting styles or whatever. You know what I mean?
0: Wow. Mom, do you hear that? Just <laughs> <She's> kidding.
1: <laughs> she- <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. No, love you. Um, but, but like everyone's families, like, you know what I mean? And so all of a sudden our family was going to be looked at the way that we looked at other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was going to reflect on my parents, mm-hmm. on their parenting and things like that. Because, again, there's, like, this really disgusting judgment amongst... not In your, in no, your
0: family, at least. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, But also, like, amongst... There's just, like, this... Everyone's judgmental, first of all. Like, everyone. But yeah. there's this, like, special judgment in religious communities where it's, like... Again, just, like, where you're not following this how we understand it. So, therefore you're not as righteous, or you're not... Yeah. You don't love God as, as much as we do. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're being immoral. Um, and so I remember we would always... Like, he would... We would always get in fights um, with Dallin because we just had no clue how you even approach that. Like, how do you... How do you respect a difference in belief that's not Mormonism? Like, how do you... Mm-hmm it was just insane. And so
0: I think especially in like Mormon families or not families, but like in the religion, I don't want to stereotype for everybody, but mm -hmm. it's kind of like, at least I felt this when I was super, super, super in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like this is, this is like, I'm right. Yeah, no, exactly. This is true and everyone else is wrong. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like if someone else believes something, it's like, you look down on them and you're like, you're so dumb. Like, this is the true church mm-hmm. and this is the only right thing. And exactly. Like, I'm right. Like, you truly believe with all of your heart that you're right and you don't know how to even comprehend that's, that another thing could be true.
1: Yeah, and, and in your mind, you know it. So it's, yeah. it's just like you have no reason to – and this isn't everyone, of course, but yeah. it's like you have no reason to entertain – someone else's fantasies or someone else's wrongful beliefs because (laughs) they're they're wrong. And so that's why I was so judgmental and like the, the youth in the church did not like me. They did not like being around me Mm because I was like anything they did that was not, righteous enough, I let them know. Like
0: We gotta get Jana on here. I know. It's Jana Jana would Jake. have story Oh just my kidding.
1: gosh. Jana would have stories. And to everyone Jana, everyone in the church, I'm sorry. Like I was the I was the worst kid. The worst judgmental little Mormon kid.
0: Honestly I don't think people I don't know. I never thought that but I mean yeah. I don't remember thinking that.
1: Oh my gosh. I would just like anytime they like said a swear word It was like unimaginable to me, so I would like let them know. I'd be like, "What did you just say?
0: You like walk away? Uh, How dare you?
1: Yeah, like, did you mean heck? Like, or like, um, oh my gosh, I hated it. And then they would just, and if they were dressing him honestly, which was everyone, which is fine. Like, I didn't like. You sound
0: disgusted, everybody. Well, like.
1: Like, like, you know, like the, like the girls would have like their shoulders out and I'm like, oh my gosh, those sluts. Like I wouldn't call them that, but in my mind, I'm like, they clearly don't love God. Like, like also
0: like, I don't know, I guess where I saw it was like, Jake is like this, this class clown kind of thing Mm -hmm. person and like just always being funny. So maybe, maybe if I heard things like that, I would think you're like being sarcastic or like not, not so serious, but you're just kind of being trying to make a joke of it more. I don't know.
1: So You're like, no. no like, like <laughs> I would see them dressing like dressing with their shoulders out and I would just like look at them and then just shake my head like <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and like call them out on it it was just so dumb like again I'm very sorry about that um I'm a changed person um are but you? I'm I'm like kidding. are you <laughs> well, well <laughs> Melissa <laughs> that shirt I'm just kidding um my pink hair your pink hair
0: not gonna cut Oof. it
1: <laughs> Um, Satan, I'm just kidding, um, Satan. but yeah, so, yeah, we just had no, yeah, 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 we just had no clue, like, how to move forward with it, um, it was all just so much, and so, yeah, it was, it was caused such a strain on the family, mm-hmm. like, um, like, they'd be fighting with Dallin, Dallin would be fighting with them, they were both defending their sides, it was, and then with me, I feel so bad, because when Dallin came out, I wasn't out yet, but I still, I was kind of at a place where, where I knew that I was attracted to men, like I knew it objectively in my mind. So I'm like, okay, like this is a thing, but I'm just not identifying as gay and I'm not telling anyone. Um, but so with Down, when I would talk to him about it, I remember I would just like, I, w- I was just basically trying to get, convince him of like that he was wrong and that like, of like where he went wrong. Um,
0: are you saying like went wrong with the atheist part or the being gay part?
1: Or well, both? both kind of like, so I remember telling him once, <coughs> like, I know that you didn't choose this because I knew I didn't choose it. So I knew he didn't. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I know you didn't choose this, but that doesn't mean you have to act on it. Right. Like God doesn't want this. This is a sin. Like you, like you, and we were also like had the belief that like, you know, we won't be together as a family if you leave right like in in the next life right right um because
0: and... just to explain to other people there's those yeah. levels of heaven and so if one person doesn't do everything that you need to do to be in the highest level then you're in a lower level and you can't see your family they can go visit you but you can't visit, whatever, them. visit yeah, them exactly it's a funny thing to talk about like yeah. just like a weird concept now
1: mm-hmm. to think about yeah for sure um and so it was like terrifying as well because we all thought we were going to lose him. Right. Um, and so, and he was also so different. And of course you are. Like I learned later when, like when I, when I left, like y- you never got to be yourself growing up. You never got to explore, to really explore like different things that you liked, so to speak, like with style and, and, um, personality maybe and things like that. Are
0: you saying in the church?
1: No, just growing up gay.
0: Oh, growing up gay. Yeah, okay. and
1: so when you come out, suddenly that's all removed, and so like it's almost like a second birth. Mm-hmm. Like you get to actually start like exploring different things, different different ways of being, different styles, like um, actually how you walk and talk, essentially. Yeah. And so yeah, you become different because you're you're creating a new identity. Like you're finding yourself actually yeah um and that's hard for people to grasp as well um but yeah so I, yeah, I would just like try and have conversations and i would always try and get through to him because i felt like if anyone can get through to him it's me because i'm the only one in the family who would understand yeah um
0: which is interesting because he doesn't know that you know mm-hmm. like you know that
1: yeah well he thought that i was because he remembered the porn thing oh, like he, okay. so he did remembered he ever it. ask you um not no so he didn't ask me he just when he came out to my parents he brought that up and I was really mad about that because then it got out to the family and it was like I was living it again yeah um but he brought that up and thought that I might be too but I think he was only doing it in a place of like he was doing it in a place of love like concern right um and so yeah so he knew that but I was denying it I was like that did not happen like hmm absolutely not, like,
0: anatomy, guys, anatomy, <laughs> yeah, like, again, I was just trying
1: to, like, learn about biology, yeah. it's not, like, stop it, like, um, gay, ooh, like, um, oh, oh my gosh, but, um, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, so, I, we talked about that, like, I, I told him, I was, like, I told him I was upset that he had talked about that with my parents when he came out, I was, like, you should have just kept it, like, <clears throat> to yours like you should have only talked about yourself things like that mm-hmm. um but then yeah just trying to like just basically trying to get him to like see the air of his ways <laughs> like 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 you need to rethink this you need to like come back and blah 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 yeah. um and then sorry there's probably there's like a lot more detail in this but there's so much of it it's just like basically anytime we were together there'd be a huge fight like the family and with the different beliefs and right um and it was just like impossible to like agreeing to disagree was like not a thing. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we had to learn that like over the years, like we've had to come to kind of come to a place where like my family's had to come to a place with us where it's like, okay, this is a thing. Like we're not going to get anywhere if we're just trying to keep like kind conv- of tell them how wrong they are or whatever, Right. like, and vice versa. Like we're just going to have to agree to disagree yeah. if we want to, if we want to be in the same room together. Yeah. Um, Again, I wasn't expecting it, right? So all of a sudden there was this person that's out in my family. And then I started to let myself think like more like more about my own sexuality. And again, I already knew that I was into guys exclusively, but I guess what I wanted to do about it. And so from there, I, I somehow found this group on Facebook um, or on YouTube, called, I, start, I found these YouTube videos called Voices of Hope. Um, and it was about these gay members of the church who, who identified as gay, but were living either celibate lives or had married someone of the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and they were sitting there like these gay men with their wives, like talking about it. Um, and that was so crazy to me cause I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And so it just like gave me like the ultimate hope. Like I can, I can be honest about who I am, but still stay in the church. Yeah. And still live what I believe, mm-hmm. um, but I don't have to be ashamed of who I am. Um, like there is a place for for me, and so I started to realize that like it wasn't my fault. Like why what why I was gay and everything like it wasn't my fault. I didn't do anything wrong. It right. was just what it was. Yeah. Um, and so I started watching those videos, and those gave me a lot of hope. And then I found this group called North Star, um, and it's like this this huge network and, and like group of members, LGBT members and their like allies. Um, and they have like conferences every year and firesides, which is like a meeting that the Mormon church has mm-hmm. um, in different words. Um, and things like that. And so then I got in contact with a couple of the people in the videos um, and they pointed me to this Facebook group. Um, and from there I started to actually talk to other gay Mormons. And again, I didn't, I really didn't even know that, like, there was others. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I didn't realize what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was insane. Like, it was the craziest thing ever to be suddenly immersed in this world of people that understood me. People that knew exactly what I was going through and and came out on the other side of it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Or back then, in my opinion. And so I started talking to people, um, like, messaging and telling them, my story, my struggles, and vice versa. Um, I finally had support in this, like, for the first time ever. Um, and found a community. Yeah. And then came the night of February 5th, 2014. <laughs> or no, I'm just kidding. February February 4th, 2015. My bad. There's, like, like, a key... I have it saved. It's, like, a date that I rem- always remember. Right. Like, like always. Because yeah. it was monumental. So, one day I was at work. Um... And this whole time, like, I had been so scared to tell my parents because now there was already one gay person in the family that was out, and it was so hard on my family. I didn't want to to make it worse. I didn't want to be like, oh, you have a second one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> like, hey,
0: what's up?
1: Um. Yeah, like, so that, oh, my gosh, I was like, oh, no.
0: How long after, like, how long was this?
1: So Dallin between... came out, I think, during the summer of, like, 2014, I think. Oh, okay. Um, so
0: it's pretty short
1: after. Yeah. Okay. Like pretty short, and like my family was not handling it. The I'll, summer like, of especially 2013. My you mean? 14. Oh, 14.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Sorry. So February 4th, 2015. Oh, um, okay. That when, was... I, when I came out. Oh. Um, but when my brother came out, it was like when I when I like after I graduated and I was at BYU.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: Um. And so yeah, finally I had with with everything that I had been learning about gay Mormons, I finally came to a point where where I was able to accept myself, and then. I knew that I was going to have to tell my family eventually. Mm -hmm. And so I was always getting so worried about that. Um, And then finally, this one night I was at work and my phone rang. And I don't know why, I just knew that it was my parents. And then I just got so scared. Like my heart was beating so fast. And I had no plans of telling them that day at all. But then all of a sudden I was like, you have to tell them
0: interesting this just like wasn't even on your mind mm-hmm.
1: no not telling them but i mean i will say like at the same time like i was like at work i had it we it was a call center so we i'm just writing in a notebook trying to pass the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was just me writing in code i'm gay oh like the first time i was ever saying it out loud and and watch like reading it like so i would like draw these like elaborate pictures and then find a way to incorporate letters um, and I knew what it meant. No one else would. Right. But I'm just basically writing, "I'm gay. Uh-huh. I'm gay. I'm gay." Like, like all over it. Um. And then, um. And then, yeah. So that's that was happening. And then they called me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, I have to tell them." So after work, um, I walked over to my sister's house, and I took her. I got her car, and I like drove across the street and parked in a parking lot. Um. And then I just um. I just like sat there for like a long time because I was so terrified. I didn't like this moment was finally here. And the scary thing about coming out is you don't know what's going to happen and you can't take it back. Right. It's it's done. Mm-hmm. So it's and it's like the the moment like your whole life has been leading up to something you've always been trying to avoid. And then all of a sudden here it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just sitting there and finally I dialed the number and then they answered. And I I was just like, trying to reassure them i was just like hey just you know i have something to tell you but um but then i so okay so essentially i was like um i just want you to know that i i'm same i i have same gender attraction as well and i i refer to it as that like same gender attraction same sex attraction like almost like i had a sickness Mm -hmm. like i had something yeah I had like, I had the gay, like, but, um, but I wouldn't say gay. Um, and I was like, so I experienced this as well, or I struggle with, I would say, I said, I struggle. I struggle with same gender attraction as well. Um, but I, but I, but I believe in the church. I want to marry a woman. I'm going to stay in the church and do that. And I'm not going to do what Dallin did. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember that didn't matter. Like we got in a huge, we got in a pretty good fight over the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, and my parents were basically just telling me like, um, it's like, it's nothing different than what we experience. We also have to control our sexual thoughts. And that was so frustrating because it's like so invalidating. Because It
0: is because it's like, you, you don't though. Like
1: you don't. Yeah. Like, you, yes, like you control your sexual urges, but that's not what being gay is. So to them being gay was just lust, just wanting to have sex with a guy, just wanting yeah. to have like sinful sex. Right. And it's like, is that all your sexuality is? You just want to have sex, like, like, like my dad, like you just want to have sex with a woman. That's it. That's all your sexuality is. Yeah. There's no emotional or spiritual component to it. Of course there is. Yeah. Like, but for some reason they just couldn't see. Like people just couldn't. A lot of people can't see that with with gay people. They can't realize.
0: So like you want more than just the physical attraction. Like you want that that romantic connection with yeah. someone and like. Caring about someone on a deeper level that you don't want with a woman.
1: Exactly, Um, like the way it feels when you like someone and they like you back, um, and you grab their hand for the first time or they grab yours, like the like electricity of that. Yeah. Um, (sighs) Loving someone. Yeah. And they love you back. Like it's an incredible thing. And I was I was controlling my sexual thoughts. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that wasn't it. but they were just saying like, oh yeah, that's that's what we have to do, and it was it was just frustrating because it's like no, that's not what that's not what this is. You don't have to control, you don't have to control your actual attraction. Like, even attraction makes it sound like it's like minimal, like like just like just sexual. But right. you don't have to control your orientation.
0: Yeah, and who you are as exactly. A
1: person. Um, so it's not the same thing at all. Um, and but they just couldn't get they d- d- just didn't understand that. Um. And so that didn't go well. So we ended the conversation and then I immediately sent a group text message to my whole, my all my siblings. Mm-hmm. And I just told them like, this is what's going on. And then, um, and they were all really, they were all over text message really sweet about it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, over the course of like the next week or two, like I, I was having phone calls with everyone, almost everyone. Um, and yeah, they were all just being really loving and supportive. And then... Eventually, I mean, like, eventually, though, I learned what some of them, like, really thought. Oh. Like, when it wasn't new anymore. Yeah. Which sucked. Um, but, yeah, so that happened, and then I was out, right? Yeah. And...
0: To your family. To my least.
1: family. Um, and then that starts, like, the process of, um, you know, coming out to everyone else in mm-hmm. my life. Friends and... Mm-hmm um and how
0: you deal with it in the church yeah and everything yeah
1: yeah and then just kind of which you know then leads into you know now i'm gay i'm at byu idaho and then what that's exactly (laughs) um which is a whole which is all going to be in the next episode episode. Yeah.
0: yeah i had questions uh yeah oh was dallin's this wasn't my first question but i can't remember but um was Dallin's reaction different than everyone else's or was he like oh I'm not surprised kind of or like um yeah
1: his was his his was different in that he texted like um oh my gosh I'm so excited now there's (laughs) like like, there's it feels like there's someone else on my team or something like that and at the time I was not on his side like which was right because you were
0: dealing with it differently yeah or handling Um, whatever
1: yeah which really sucks because I'm sure that must have been that must have really sucked like there's someone else in the family that you know is gay but they're against you too like yeah. so then there's actually no one on your side but yeah so yeah no he, he and then he just told me something supportive like basically telling me like you know kind of a little bit about it and like if you're wanting to marry a woman like this this is what you have to do things like that um even though he didn't believe in that um but, you know, still, it was really nice. Yeah. And then, and then we started having conversations. And um, and then from there, it, like, you know, led into me having, like, really deep conversations with, with Nick, my straight brother. Mm-hmm. I, I love that I can distinguish them like that. Straight like, brother, gay brother. It just makes it so easy. Like, oh, my gay brother, my straight brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and, yeah, just having, like, deep conversations about it. And um, still me, again, trying to... So now I'm out but I don't want to leave the church and I don't want to be seen the way that other gay people are looked at, um, the way that my brother was looked at. Like, I don't want to be seen like that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, and so, yeah, that's just kind of started this whole other process, this whole other part of life, I guess.
0: Yeah. But it is interesting how your parents reacted when it's like, obviously you thought he was gay Yeah. for 15 years or not 15, but eight years.
1: Yeah. Well, they they didn't, though. Like, obviously, it's in their mind, and they're scared of it, but...
0: Like, I'm just they, interested in how they were thinking about it, if they were always, um, like, reading church, yeah, you know, anti-gay, essentially, stuff. Or, like, maybe not anti-gay, but, like, like the church's view and, and about porn and,
1: and... And the family and marriage and stuff like that. Yeah, so then um, it's like,
0: well, they probably... Right, I don't know. I
1: mean, obviously, it was in their mind. Um, I think, I think my dad said that he didn't remember the porn being read, which is weird because it was like a huge event. Oh, off the computer. Yeah, like when my mom read it, I don't. I think I think that once he told me (laughs) he doesn't remember that, but that I don't know. Maybe that maybe I made that up. Interesting. But um, yeah, that was just like I just thought that was really weird. But um, because for them, like they also believed that, um that you can change right mm-hmm. so and, and my mom especially believed that that it was just Satan's temptations right to, So then to be like, dealt to be like um what do you do, like when you avoid a temptation are you like to be overcome
0: oh mm-hmm.
1: um yeah just like not giving in to Satan essentially yeah so and, then like when you mm-hmm. called
0: them and told them then it was like like you're giving up or like giving into it. Exactly. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Okay. Like
1: the the first steps into going down that path. Right. Um because cuz even though the lds.org says that that like it that's not a choice. Oh yeah, that was they one They still thing I believe it to. is. Like exactly. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of people, a lot of people think that it's a choice.
0: Yeah, I wasn't going to say like I think even though it says that on the website I like I feel like that's a new thing for for the LDS church to take that stance of like, you didn't choose this. Yeah. Um, Or maybe that's just like, they're not clear in their teachings of it or I guess they don't teach it, but
1: yeah. Well, I mean, as time, as times change, people change. And so like they, I think that they were definitely being hit with the reality of like, okay, like enough people are saying this is wrong. Like,
0: they have to do something about it. Yeah, and and they're kind of notorious sort of. for doing that. Like, oh, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, just kind of evolving with the times. Yeah, yeah. Then it's like <laughs> the societal like, changes. Yeah,
0: which is like I talk about this with my friends all the time. Is like, it's the gate. Their stance on marriage is never going to change like that's one thing. I don't think that they're ever going to change on because if they did, then it's like their kind of whole religion crumbles, you know. Yeah. It feels that way anyway. Well,
1: a lot of members would be so pissed off if that happened. Oh, they would, they would like sure. they would leave or like they'd be like Yeah. it's false prophet or something. Yeah. Um cuz truthfully, like the opposition to it has nothing to do with doctrine and it's just about culture in my opinion like they just people just are like a lot of people that are homophobic they just were raised that way and so they're like think it's disgusting and they hate it yeah but it's like i got a, i had a conversation with with one of my sisters about this um the the thing that's one of the frustrating things is like the church the doctrine doesn't say that anywhere it's literally in the and they always quote the procl- family proclamation to the world which is like a a, like, a document or, like, a paper the church leaders released about...
0: About marriage and family. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. how it's
1: supposed to be. Um, but the... Literally, the only reason that, like, it would be... That it's, like, considered a sin or wrong is because it doesn't allow for progression in terms of procreation.
0: Right. Um, like, but, like, it does say in the scriptures of, like, a man and a woman, right? It does. Yeah.
1: But it doesn't but it doesn't say anywhere like
0: same-sex attraction is wrong
1: well yeah but i mean and also the, like the word homosexual actually was added to the bible like recent right you know what i mean so it's it wasn't in there right. um but they but they also but it but it doesn't say anywhere that it's okay for you to be disgusted by gay people oh, yeah, I see. or to yeah. want to exclude them or for to sure. tell them i don't want you around my children or in my home like or around my family like um, oh
0: yeah that's a culture thing exactly. Absolutely. Has, and like a personal mm-hmm. based preference or yeah. not not even preference but like opinion I guess
1: yeah and I mean if people really thought about that like every time you see like any sh- any straight church members like anytime you turn on the TV and you see gay people not even doing anything inappropriate you just see them holding hands or like maybe a kiss like two wives or two husbands and you immediately want to turn it off or you immediately feel disgusted or want to hurt them which, mm-hmm. like, I, like, there's people in the church that I grew up with that very much always, like, would love to, to cause some violence to some gay people. Like, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the doctrine.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it's, it's but they are able, it's just hatred, yeah.
0: Towards someone that doesn't believe the same thing as you. Yeah. Or live the same life as you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, but, but it, for them, they don't really feel like they need to change their opinion on it because either way, in their mind, it's a sin, so it doesn't really matter right um which is just unfortunate because like you never know everyone thinks like oh I'm gonna raise my kids right I'm not gonna deal with this but again my family was like the most righteously Mm -hmm. Mormon like in the entire county like Mm -hmm. in the entire valley like we sure as hell were not raised to be gay
0: yeah quite the
1: opposite we were raised to like kind of hate it not hate it but like
0: to have those same like hatred towards it exactly yeah
1: Um, And then, and then they got two. So like
0: they got two. You know what I
1: mean? So it's like church
0: karma. Exactly. It's like, but it's it's not a thing, guys. (laughs) No,
1: I know. But you never know. Like you never know what's gonna happen. Like what's gonna happen Um, if you're gonna have kids that deal with this. You never know who you're talking to. And so, yeah, people just need to kind of come to a point like where they're aware of that. Yeah. Because again, like everything you say, like. If you have kids, like, everything you say, they're internalizing it. And so you literally could make, like, a disgusted expression towards a gay person and your five-year-old child sees it, and maybe that child is kind of dealing with that. And now they know.
0: Example, Jake Howard.
1: Yeah, example, me. Like, <laughs> and now they know that it's something that they can never tell you about, that they can't come to you for. Yeah, Like, that they yeah. have to hate themselves for or be disgusted yeah, over. Yeah. Um, and that's on, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's just unnecessary and or unfortunate. And I hope, I don't know, I just hope that in these times, like where there's so much more like education and examples, um, yeah. I hope, and also that the LDS church posting things like we know that this, you might not have chose this or whatever. Yeah. And hopefully people will start to, I guess, kind of come around to that at least. Yeah. Um, I just think
0: i wish that every person could just like base your opinions on a person on based on their personality and mm-hmm. their like good deeds or bad deeds or whatever not what they look like or who they choose to hold hands with like i don't know mm-hmm. it's it's crazy yeah and like i mean they're not everyone in the church is judgmental, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's it's just how you were raised. Yeah. Kind of, bottom yeah. line. But, like, but also at the same time, I don't know. I'm, like, really sensitive to this right now just because I posted a post on my Instagram with, like, my pink hair on my podcast Instagram. <clears throat> yeah. and. I just said how like I'm getting a tattoo that's like on my arm and like, it's going to be more visible. And then like, I already have a tattoo and Mm -hmm. like my pink hair. And then my friend um, had just like made a comment. um, Actually, my friend that was calling earlier, he, he was like, Oh, you should get like a nose ring or like nose piercing or whatever. So good. And then, and then I just like started thinking like the Mormon Melissa would not look like this, you know, like obviously because like we, uh, the church discourages tattoos and dyeing your hair and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and piercings and everything um so then it just like kind of got me thinking of like how scared I am to like be the person that I really am because of how people will judge me like anybody how anybody will judge me um but like anyway I posted all this on Instagram and I don't I don't want to offend anybody, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I don't want to, I try to avoid clumping everybody into the church, like calling it the church, the church, and like everyone in the church because everybody's different, you know? Yeah. Um, so I try to like use words like culture or um, like just base, I don't know, base it on like personal experiences I have with one person. But I was, it's hard because I feel like m- my parents raised me in a non-judgmental household. Yeah. Um, but because of the things that I was taught in the church, mm-hmm. um, that made me judgmental towards people. Mm-hmm. And now I'm projecting that where it's like, well, if the church taught me to be judgmental, where I came from a very non-judgmental, like my mom is accepting of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um then, like, other people will judge me, you know? I don't know. It's just this, like, huge thing, but I don't want to lump everybody into that category. Yeah. But it's, like, based off of my experience of of, feeling judgment towards other people. Like, a couple of years ago, if I saw someone that looked like me, mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, she is not living a good life. Yeah. Um. And so, like, now I'm I'm thinking, like, people think that of me. Yeah. And, um it's just hard to talk about, to mix both of those things. I don't know if I'm making sense. I'm probably not making sense at all. You're making
1: complete sense. Like I feel you on a spiritual level.
0: Yeah. But like, it's, it's hard because it's like, I was raised this way. And so I, I think all Mormons are like this, Yeah, but they're not. Yeah. And it's like, you're just like projecting that because you were taught those things. And if, I was taught them than every Mormon was taught them.
1: Yeah. And I mean, granted a lot of them were, but like not everyone. Yeah. Um, but really what it comes down to is like, it's like, it's all the process of deconstruction. Like yeah. everything you were taught that is 100% infallibly true. Yeah. It's com- like, it just is what it is. It's the truth. Yeah. And that doesn't, that's not just the doctor and that's the, that's the culture. That's the way you're taught to see other people. Mm-hmm. So people with, pier- with piercings, tattoos, dyed hair. I remember always being, Always having the impression that, oh, they're damaged. Yeah. Oh, they're they're sinning. They're living a life, like, kind of away from God. They're doing bad things.
0: Even going so far as, like, Mm -hmm. clumping them into, like, they do drugs.
1: No, exactly. Like, Mm -hmm.
0: everything that's bad, you clump it into this one person. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. Um, And it wasn't until I left the church and started um, to really get to know people that were not Mormon... That I that I started to be able to deconstruct all that and realize it, yeah. the way I had been taught to see people was not true. It wasn't real, and it wasn't, and it was bad. And um, and I really never, I never actually, I always, you know, like we we went to public school, we grew up in the world, but we couldn't have been farther from it. If and that makes sense. Like yeah. we we didn't see things from reality.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and at what I've learned as I've as I've left and as I've been experiencing, um, getting to know people outside the church um it's oh my gosh it's just not real what we were taught and and so like for me like when I when I got um when I got so I got my ears pierced at one point they're closed the holes closed now but Mm -hmm. I remember like I just got it because I wanted it done and I I was walking and like I just like a
0: rebellious moment not not, not even it had
1: nothing to do with rebellion it was like and that's also what they teach as well like that it's a form of rebellion. But it is rebellion. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like what you just said, like like, it's rebellion, but I was already out of church like a few years. It had nothing to do with that. It was just like I had an interest in that. I thought it looked nice and so therefore I wanted to do it. Yeah. And there was nothing wrong with it because it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Like even Mormon girls get their ears pierced. It's not rebellion. It's just like, it's just like if you think it's cool, then cool, do it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has nothing, like maybe some people might do it as a form of rebellion, but I... I was an adult, like, yeah. I, like <laughs> yeah. that not a thing, like, and so for me, like, when I got it done, it was just so fun, and I remember for the first time ever, like, all of a sudden, I had this entirely new form of creative expression, this whole new outlook yes, for it,
0: absolutely. and I had never
1: experienced that, because, like, obviously, I'd always walked by the earrings with my sisters and mom, but that didn't apply to me. So yeah, it was just yeah. something that they did, but all of a sudden now I could put on you, whatever. That could be an rings. option for you now. Exactly. Yeah. And then when I got a tattoo on my ankle, that was like again it another thing where it was like, oh, people don't just do this because they're damaged or they're rebelling. Exactly. They do it's it because it's for expression. Expression, a creative expression. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, and and that's a lot like, of people don't get that.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to get across with my, um, in my in- Instagram post, is because I remember talking with. a A past friend um, at the time of this like limbo stage that I was going through leaving the church and I was telling him how like I was just feeling this huge pressure to be someone I'm not and like it was like a tightness in my chest constantly of like Mm -hmm. I want to do these things but I know I can't like get a tattoo or like Mm -hmm. if I ever wanted to dye my hair a color or um, just like things like that and I was telling him this and how I didn't feel like I could be myself. And he was like, well, if you like keep doing all of the um, church things, follow the gospel and everything, then you will form a love for Christ so great that those things will become so irrelevant to you. And like, you won't want to do them. And I just remember that moment. I remember getting like, like my face getting like red hot Mm -hmm. because I didn't believe that at all. I was like, how is, I didn't believe that, if my love for Christ became greater then my, my personality would become lesser almost, yeah. you know? And it's like, n- no, like this is me. Like I want a tattoo. I'm always going to want a tattoo. It doesn't matter how Mormon I am. Yeah. And like, it was just, it was like a weird, a weird thing for someone to tell me that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm turning into that person that I would look at and, and And judge. And I'm yeah. like, I don't do drugs i'm not a horrible person yeah and i look like this you know and so it's it's really weird and until i started having friends with tattoos and like knowing their personalities before they got tattoos Mm -hmm. um that's when you start the judgment kind of starts going away and yeah and you realize where it came from and yeah
1: because you take off like like the rose colored glasses or like i guess you could say like the mormon colored glass rose colored glasses yeah yeah, yeah. like you take off the filter and you start seeing things, you start seeing the world for what it actually is. Yeah. Not what you were taught to see it as because that's not real. Right. Um, and I think like the, one of the hardest things, like you were saying, like you felt like you were scared of kind of being seen a certain way or whatever. Yeah. That makes, that. oh my gosh, that makes so much sense because it's like the, one of the harder things is that I'm pr- that I'm still trying to learn how to do is being okay with the, re- the fact that you're going to be seen the way that you used to look at other people. You're going to be seen that way by the people that you once were and that you love.
0: Yeah.
1: And you just have to deal with it. You just have to be confident enough in yourself and love yourself enough that it doesn't matter what they think. And that's so hard to do Mm -hmm. because you just want to tell them, like, I thought like you and it wasn't real. Yeah. Like, stop this. Stop looking at it like that. But you can't. And you literally just have to be okay That people are going to see you as wrong or worthless or sinning or bad. Yeah. And that's that's just on them.
0: That's everybody also. You know, like, not just Mormons judge people. And not every Mormon judges a person. Um, So I just want to point that out because I did get some messages about it. And, like, I think there are people that, that think if I speak out about one thing about the church that I'm clumping everybody into that and mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm just mm-hmm. saying like, this is from my experience that some people are like this, yeah. but not everybody is. And I'm so sure that there's conservative people that never grew up Mormon that are going to judge me as well, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like there's tons of different people and not just saying Mormon people, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah okay
1: true stuff <laughs> love it should
0: we end this episode now
1: yeah now that we've gotten sufficiently off topic yeah it's
0: just way off topic but s- but still good conversation still interesting. Yeah, yeah yeah um okay so next episode we're going to be talking about like your experience now being out to your family and trying to live the righteous mormon way mm-hmm. um while being gay and what else
1: Um, and so also in the next episode, it's gonna, so it's gonna be touching on me now that I'm out to my family I'm at BYU-Idaho still, which is a very very conservative Mormon school Um, and kind of what happens from there leading into my first conscious Real doubts in the in the church. Mm -hmm. Um And then I think leading up to the point Where I probably right up to the point where I where I no longer have it or no. Yeah, sorry so my first conscious doubts and then realizing there are certain things that i've realized are not true um and kind of the 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 crisis that happens when you realize one part of what you've believed is true is not and how that kind of starts to unravel everything yeah um up to the point where i no longer believed Mm -hmm. and was no longer a member of the church
0: yeah okay
1: it's a lot of stuff it gets crazy (laughs) it
0: is i'm excited okay Mm -hmm. we've been recording for two hours wow it's a lot for me to edit (laughs) you got this yeah um okay well thank you guys for listening um hopefully every week we'll have a new episode but we'll see what happens (laughs) um all right that's it bye bye I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of sometimes in shambles the intro music was done by my friend lucas kathy and the artwork was done by me myself melissa if you liked this episode please rate review and subscribe and we'll see you next time